Yesterday, we started the subject. I'd like to give you a little intro, go over yesterday and go further. I feel this introduction is important because we're learning about the essence of Sukkot. The reason why it's important to learn the essence of anything, especially a holiday, is because, like we mentioned yesterday, each holiday has something in the air to grab from it. Now, obviously, if you don't know what you're looking to grab, so you don't get anything. So you go through the holiday, you eat a lot of kibbeh, yeah, you get calories, you take from the holiday all the things that are temporary, but you don't take anything with you for the whole year. Our holidays, like our Shabbat, is a time, it's like going to the gas station. When you get low on gas, you charge and it helps you for the next week or two or three. A a Jew, in order to be fully, fully energized and fully excited about every moment of life and fulfilled, there are all different types of gas that you have to fill up. So every week, the, the Shabbat gas. Shabbat gas, you, it's so important, you have to fill up every week. It runs out from week to week. Every seven days, you got to fill up again. You miss one week, you blew it. And the holidays, each one has its own unique Gasoline. The gasoline of Sukkot is not like of Shavuot. And it's not like of Pesach. And you got to fill up once a year from this. If you don't get what you're supposed to get, so you miss out the whole year on it. So that's important when we discuss the essence of a holiday. Not just so we have time together to learn, it's actually going to give us the ability to grab from the holiday what it's offering us. That means during Sukkot, as an example, there is something in the air. If you know what to look for, you go out and you grab it. And it stays with you till next Sukkot. You don't grab it. You missed out. Yesterday. That was the. That was the introduction. Yesterday. We saw the question of the tour. Today. I was kind enough to. Put on a piece of paper for you. Over here I brought on number one. What we learned yesterday. The tour. Like I told you yesterday, ask the famous question. Since, and he brings the Pasuk, the Pasuk says, if you look, by the way, in the first line of the Torah, see it? It says, 
בסוכות תשבו שבעת ימים. You should live in the sukkah for seven days. למען ידעו דורותיכם, why should you live in the sukkah for seven days? So that all your generations, that's including us, they should know, כי בסוכות הושבתי את בני ישראל, because I housed the Jewish people in Sukkot, like we mentioned yesterday, the clouds of glory that protected us in the desert. When did I do this? When I took them out of Egypt, I protected them with Sukkot. This brings the obvious question that we asked yesterday. Says the tour, if that's, if that's when Sukkot happened, when we left Mitzrayim, like the Pasuk explicitly says, so why are we celebrating it six months later? This is the famous question of the tour. The tour says, as we mentioned yesterday, and the more I thought about it yesterday, the more I realized how, a tr- how big of an idea the tour is teaching us, the tour answers that in reality it should have been in the spring, should have been, because that's the right time. However, since in the springtime people are anyway going outdoors, it's not recognizable that you're doing a mitzvah by sitting outdoors in your sukkah. So therefore, Hashem says, make it six months later. Because at that time, people are coming indoors. And now you're going outdoors. Now it looks like you're doing a mitzvah. So we delayed the mitzvah six months. We even made it the wrong time. We could say that. Just so that we can look like we're doing a mitzvah. That's the answer of the tour. Now, I want to tell you, the mo- I, I just kept thinking about it yesterday, how powerful this is. That means that when I do a mitzvah in general, a very important part of the mitzvah is to look like you're doing a mitzvah. And if you ask me where, so I have some examples. For example, when you're praying, not only enough to pray, you should look like you're praying. There's a certain look that you have if you're standing opposite the creator of the world and talking to him. If you imagine for a second, how would it look if I was talking to a great, powerful king? or a great judge, how would I talk? How would I stand? How would I dress? Which means, part of the mitzvah of tefillah is, to us, tefillah is saying the words. No. You see from the tour that an important part of your tefillah is to look like you're praying. If you think about that, you look different. There's a certain posture 
that you stand in front of the creator of the world. There's a certain face that you have when you're standing in front of the creator of the world. A game face. You know the game face? But this game is standing in front of the creator. There is a certain attitude of how you speak. You don't involve yourself with other things. You don't get into conversations with other people. That's obvious. So it's not only the tefillah that you're measuring. You have to look like you're praying. And you have to look like you're talking to Hashem. It's a big item. So big is this item. He asked me how big is this in the meaning in my tefillah. How big is it that I should look like I'm praying? People should look at you. Oh, that guy's praying. Right away. That's what you're doing. You're praying. You're talking to God. It should be clear to anyone and everyone who sees you. That's what you're doing. There should be no mistake about it. How important is this factor? It's so important, the tour says, that God delayed the holiday six months and put it in the wrong time just so it couldn't happen this way. That's how important this factor is. Give me another example. A person is learning Torah. Right? You could learn Torah with all different types of attitudes. How you sit. It's how you engage. Again, the face that you have on, you could lean back and let the information somewhere hover over you. Some comes down, some goes right over. You take a few snoozes here and there. There is a certain look that a person has while they're learning that they look like they're learning. The way you hold the book, the way you sit down, the way you have your ears open, it's a whole different way of learning. Looks totally different. So when you're learning, it should look like you're learning. Not only you should learn, whether you're listening or you're reading a sefer, Whatever it might be when you're learning, a part of your learning is the way you look. So when you're praying, it should look like you're praying. Oh, When you're learning, it should look like you're learning. You should have a pen, a paper. That's an important part of what you're doing. The way you look. When someone sees you, he knows what you're doing. It should, you should see on the person that he's learning. And learn, not learning a novel, not reading. He is learning Torah Hashem. Hashem is teaching you. If Hashem is giving the shiur, how do you look? How do you listen? This is the way you're supposed to have your attitude while you're learning. Another example. Another example. A person makes berachot. Making a beracha is a moment... When he make a beracha is a moment to thank the creator of the world. Whether you're making berkot shahar in the morning, or you're making a beracha on a drink, or you're eating, or you're making a sher yatsar. It's not 
only valuable that you make a berachat. But it should look like you're thanking the creator of the world. How do you thank somebody? You can't make a berachat. I'm talking that to myself. I'm very much included in this problem. We can't make berachot while we're on the run. Or while we're swallowing half the sentence. Even if you say every word, because you're very good at saying every word even while you're walking. But that's not the way you thank somebody. It's not the right look. There's a certain look that you have when you want to thank someone for something. A berachah needs to have that look. You, it's, a, it's a certain face, a certain sincerity, a certain look, and a certain way you say it. Follow? So it's not just the words of the berachah that are important. It's the way you say it. It's the way you, you look when you do it. Now, by the way, I want to tell you, I mentioned learning Torah. How a person should look like they're learning the Torah of Hashem. I once heard a story about a great rabbi, a very great man. And one of his students wanted to see what the rabbi does when he goes home in the afternoon for an hour. So uh, he snuck in. He's looking from the window to see what the rabbi is doing. He wants to learn. He sees the rabbi on a hammock with a, with a sefer, with a book. Imagine on a hammock. Couldn't believe it. He says, the, the rabbi is learning on a hammock. What kind of, what kind of thing is that? You're talking about a, a great man. So, he saw the rabbi. He said, I'm sorry, I have to apologize first. I made a mistake, maybe. I wanted to see what you do in the afternoon. So I kind of snuck to see. But I have, now that I saw, I have to ask you. He said, is that the way he's supposed to learn? Laying down in a hammock? He says, no, sir. That's not the way you learn it. That's the way he's supposed to go to sleep. Follow? I mean, in the afternoon, when you go to sleep, how should you look when you sleep? There's a certain formation of how you should look when you go to sleep. With a book. Gemara, book, anything. There is a way to look like you are in Shabbat. Besides the Shmirat Shabbat, there is a certain look, a certain attitude of Shabbat. The way you dress the way you walk on Shabbat. What Shabbat? You know you can't run on Shabbat? I don't know if you know that. You're not to run on Shabbat. Why, why can't you run on Shabbat? Because Shabbat has a certain look. Shabbat has a certain look to it. It's not running. That's not the look of Shabbat. It's not the way you dress on Shabbat. Even when it comes to food, there's certain things you don't eat. You don't eat potato chips on Shabbat. Potato chips. I'm not saying it's the biggest sin in the world. That's not what Shabbat food looks like. You don't go eat uh, potato chips. Yeah, it's not a Shabbat item. It's Shabbat food, hashu food. They don't serve potato chips in weddings. Why not? How come? People love potato chips. 
How come they don't serve potato chips and corn chips to have a section? Because that's Popcorn. No popcorn on Shabbat. Shabbat has a special diet. That when someone sees you eat, they know that's Shabbat. Oh, look at it. The kibbeh is a nice, nice a piece of meat. He's got, wow, Shabbat. The way you sit your table on Shabbat looks like Shabbat. Many, many people don't sit on the same table during the week as Shabbat. Their Shabbat table, if they can afford a place, that's Shabbat. The food, the plates are sh- plates for Shabbat. Different, they have a different look on Shabbat. As best as the person can, Shabbat should look like Shabbat. The way you walk, the way you dress, the way you eat, and even the way you talk. On Shabbat, you can't talk about mundane things. Can't talk about business for sure not. But even like mundane subject, not for Shabbat, not a Shabbat talk. Shabbat has a special way of speaking. What do you talk about on Shabbat? That means that I should be able to look at you and see Shabbat all over you. Amazing. That's part of Shabbat. Now, pay attention. Another example is Ben Adam Lahavero. How you treat people. The way we're supposed to look at people which is the reality of who they are, that they are an image of Hashem. That's how you're supposed to look at another person. That this, this is God's image. Forget what you do, what you say. There's, there's many halachot of how to talk, how not to talk. how to. But it all starts with a certain understanding that you are now looking at an image of the Creator. When you look at the image of the Creator, you're looking at this picture. I told you once, is it conceivable, if I would see, for example, if I would see someone, let me repeat again, if I would see someone stepping on someone's picture and stepping, stepping, stepping on like we do by Haman on the, by Megillah stepping, stepping on the picture and I asked you I want to ask you that guy in the picture you think the guy stepping on him you think he likes him? he said oh no doesn't like him at all how do you know? stepping on his picture if you step on someone's picture that shows that you don't appreciate the person at all. The picture of Hashem is every person that you meet. That's his picture. Not him. It's his picture. It's a little piece of him. And if you step on his image, then you're actually showing a disrespect to him. Follow? That's why it says that when a person goes to Shamaim after 120, 
amongst the first question they're going to ask him is, did you crown God every single day, morning and evening? And I believe most of us will say, yes, Shema Yisrael is when we declare that Hashem is the, the creator of this world, who runs it, He's Ahad, he's, he's one. So when they're going to ask you, did you crown God every single day, morning and evening? I believe most of us will say, yes. The next question they're going to ask is, did you crown your friend? Interesting. Notice it's a follow-up question of the first one. Why is it connected? Is it just randomly? They asked you first, did you crown God? And then they ask you, did you crown your friend? Did you crown that guy? Why is that, why is that connected? Because most people will answer to the first question, yes, of course, crown God every day. Shema Yisrael. They're going to ask you, wait, hold on. Did you crown the people in your life? Did you make them feel special? Did you look at them like they were an image of God? And if your answer is no, that you stepped on people in your life, then obviously the first question is also not true. Because how could you step on God's image and then say that I crowned him? How could you answer yes to the first question when they asked did you crown God and you stepped all over his images? So how do you know actually if you crown God when you crown the people in your life? When you make the person in your life, whoever they are, they're treated like a melech in the best way you can. With the way you approach them, the way you talk to them. It could be your wife, it could be your sister, it could be your brother, it could be your children, it could be your parents, it could be... Every person, every person in your life, you need to look like you view that person as an important person. It has to be clear on you the way you behave with him. That when somebody sees you, with that person, they say, wow, you know, that guy looks like he really, really values that person. How do you know? I see his body language. I see the way he stands next to him. I see the way he says hello to him. It's a whole attitude when you have someone that you respect. That is the hidush that we learned yesterday. I'm sorry, it's only a review of yesterday. But I feel like when I thought about it more and more, I realized how powerful the Torah's answer is. That it's so important not just to do the mitzvah, but to look like you're doing the mitzvah. And anything that you do, it should look that way. Those are the examples that I was able to think of. I don't know if you have any other examples. I thought of an example of tefillah, of Torah learning of Brachot, of Shabbat, of Ben Adam Lachavero, between men and men. Anyway, any other examples? I'll be happy to, to listen, yes? Kibuda Ba'em. Beautiful, another great example of the way we honor our parents. Like David just said, Aisav, 
He appreciated that mitzvah. At least he did it that way. He would dress a certain way before he would go visit his father. Something that is beyond our imagination that we would have to dress a certain way before we greet our father. But that's a, again, it's a great value. When you go visit your father, your mother, how do you look? How do you talk to them? How do you... The, the Hayyah Adam says, you know, the Hayyah Adam is an unbelievable thing. The Hayyah Adam says that a person has to honor his parents. The Hayyah Adam says an unbelievable thing. He says that when it comes to the mitzvah of kibud abba'im, honoring parents, you do it with, with your body, serving them. You do it with your words, where you talk to them. And he says, it's supposed to honor your parents with your thoughts. What kind of thoughts? He says that a child should think that my father, my mother, they're from the greatest people on the planet. That's what the Hayyah Adam says. Which is a very hard, very hard mitzvah. I mean, how many people have parents that are from the greatest people on the planet? Maybe if you like Itteries, children, you could say such words. I mean, how many people could be honestly saying, my father, my mother, from the Gedolim of the earth. What are you talking about? You know it's not true. The Hayyadan says, no, every son, every daughter has an obligation to honor his parents with his thoughts. What is he thinking? My parents? Forget about great to speak. Now, how does the Hayyadan expect us to have such thoughts that are simply not true? Be'ezad Hashem, I'll answer that question maybe tomorrow or the next day. That needs a long, a long class. But bottom line, you see, that's the attitude you have towards your parents. The way you look at your parents, you're supposed to look at them like you're in awe. You're looking at the greatest people in the world. And Sammy gave another great example. Haqnasat orhim. People come over your home. Or you're giving charity to somebody. The way... You're supposed to look like you care about the guy. You're supposed to look like you actually feel where he's coming from. That's part of the mitzvah. Not just giving the money. It's like the pasuk says, Et he'ani imach. You have to feel the ani with you. You have to feel his needs are with you. That is the way you approach him. Like it says in the words of Hazal, the person giving money, the person helping, is getting more benefit than the guy receiving. He's actually helping you by being the recipient of your charity, of your zechut. Your zechut to give is much greater than what he's getting. He's getting something that's temporary. You're getting something eternal. But it should look like that. When you give someone money, how does it look? Not good. Yeah, that's what it is. Unfortunately, it looks like, ah, I'm doing you a favor. You're lucky I gave you this money. One day I'll call you for a favor. Gentlemen, anyway, we didn't get to the sheet today. But, again, today we reviewed 
Yesterday. Yesterday, the Torah taught us a very big lesson. That when you do something good, you do a mitzvah, it's not only the act, you should look like you're doing a mitzvah. In any mitzvah you do, it should look like you're involved in it. Have a wonderful day.